Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future Technologies, poised to transform our lives for better or worse, are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hey, this is Richard Jacobs from Future Tech Podcast. Round the corner, almost here, technology. Uh, today I have Marco Crone, CFO and co-founder of Genesis Mining. Marco, how are you doing? Hey, Rich. How are you? I'm wonderful. Good, I'm, good. Uh, from speaking from Germany right now, um, but I hear you are having a good time at the BTC conference in Miami. Yeah, just for listeners, I'm at BTC Miami. I just met uh, some of Marco's uh, co-workers at Genesis Mining, they have a booth, and uh, you know, very nice people. Got to talk to them, and uh, very interesting so far. So, and I, uh, I pulled myself away from these speeches to uh, interview you. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this. This will be a good one, you know. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. First question um, at Genesis Mining: You guys mine Bitcoin and the other cryptocurrencies. Like, what's the the general mission statement of your company? Um, so at, at Genesis Mining, as, as you correctly said, we are we are a mining company or a cloud mining company. So we provide services around mining, and um, the the special feature actually of Gen- Genesis Mining from the very beginning was that we did not focus only on Bitcoin mining, but um, also offer a lot of other coins and uh, different algorithms. So there is not only the SHA-256 algorithm, which is used for Bitcoin mining, but also Script and X11 and uh, the mining algorithm for Zcash, which is called Equihash, and also Ethereum hmm. mining is available. And within one, let's say, one algorithm, you can even choose between different coins. Um, as, as you might know, there is sometimes different coins that all use the, let's say, X11 mining algorithm. So within the platform, you can say, okay, let me buy 20 mega hashes of X11 and then distribute them. 75% are mining Dash and 25% I would like to mine some, some other coin. Really? Okay, that's really unique. So, yeah, can you, can you give listeners a quick list so you can mine Bitcoin, Dash, and what else? Um, most, most, the most, most, most important coins are available. Um, I, I think you mentioned Bitcoin, Dash, Ethereum is available, of course. That's one of the major cryptocurrencies. Um, then, then we provide Zcash. That was a huge, huge thing. Um, the, the recent start of Zcash mining um, there was so much demand for it, so we had to build uh, huge amounts of uh, GPUs. And then there was all kinds of smaller cryptocurrencies, and there was Litecoin, of course. So I think from the from the major one, we cover all of them. Um, maybe with one exception, uh, Monero is not yet covered. They use the Kryptonite algorithm, but Monero is certainly also on our radar, and uh, we would like to add that going forward. That's awesome. That's very rare. I mean, yeah, I haven't heard of any any mining yeah, companies actually, that do multiple cryptos. Actually, when when we started with with Genesis Mining, uh, we came from Script Mining and from Litecoin Mining, and hmm. there were several other companies that were doing pure Bitcoin mining. And the main difference we had in the beginning was that um, that we mined 
mind or where we're allowing our clients to mine different types of coin within script. And then later on, we also offered uh, Bitcoin mining and uh, X11 mining. So um, I think that that's really, really a unique selling point that we are not mm. focused so much on, on one point. And the other thing is that uh, most of our competitors disappeared over time. Um, so many of them, and that's unfortunately a problem of this industry, many of them turned out to have not a sustainable business and uh, they, they disappeared over time. Hmm. So what what makes a sustainable mining business versus ones that fail? I mean, what is is it margin necessary margin? Are there other factors? You know, what do you believe goes into it? Yeah, it's uh, we we actually started at a point of time where the um, where the Bitcoin price was going down, and before that, um, the, the, that was in the mid or end of 2013. The Bitcoin price was increasing like crazy. And in this time, it's kind of what, whatever business you, you build, it's very easy um, to run the business if the Bitcoin price goes up like a factor of two, three, four, five. Um, mm. you, you, you cannot really make many mistakes. But um, if the Bitcoin price drops over time, um, then what counts is having an efficient setup that works. Um, actually, it's um, for mining in general, it's three components. It's um, the efficiency of the hardware, so you need the best available hardware in the market. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing you need is cheap electricity prices. And the third thing is you need an efficient uh, setup and then um, maintenance that kind of almost guarantees that you are working at close to 100% uptime. If all these three factors come together, you, you are on the winning side. If you fail or mess up one of these factors, uh, you are certainly going out of business uh, rather shorter than or rather sooner than later. And if okay. the Bitcoin price is going up like crazy, you don't care if the electricity price is like 15 cents or 12 cents or 8 cents. Um, then, then it's easy. But um, as soon as kind of um, the competition increases, you will have no way to compete if you have an electricity price, let's say, of 20 cents. And um, for, for your question, kind of what is required, for example, um, your electricity price should be at 10 cent or lower. Other, otherwise, it doesn't make any sense um, to continue. What about the, um, the hash rate of the particular coin? Like Bitcoin, I've heard recently, is like the combined power is approaching three exahashes. Yeah, sure that's crazy. And, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, are you guys finding yes. better profitability in different coins, or is it kind of all the same? Uh, no, no, it, it, it really is, is different. Um, and you can also see from the hardware side there is some, some sort of evolution. Um, so in the beginning, as you know, um, Satoshi mined the first Bitcoins with his own computers. Yeah? Mm -hmm. um, so everyone could kind of participate by just um, plugging in your normal computer, um, run the, the Bitcoin application, and mine Bitcoins with your CPU. Um, later on, and I think it was um, the, um, the same guy who also um, later bought these uh, famous Bitcoin pizzas, um, he, he invented a GPU mining for Bitcoin. And he found that 
um, GPU mining is much, much faster than CPU mining, like a factor of 20, 30, 50 times faster. So instead of using 50 normal computers, you could just use one GPU um, to mine Bitcoins. And of course, the efficiency is, is much, much better. And then a little bit later, people started to use FPGAs and to implement the SHA-256 algorithm, which is a mining algorithm of Bitcoin. Uh, they implemented that in an FPGA and they were even faster. And then um, actually the, the time started where um, the ASICs came around. So specialized custom-built chips which were created for one and only one purpose, namely to mine Bitcoins or the SHA-256 algorithm as fast and as efficient as possible. And uh, first of these um, companies, they started with, a, let's say, with rather big chips, yeah? so like 120 nanometers or 110 nanometers and going down to shrinking it to 65 nanometers and then to 28 nanometers and so on. And, and what we have now is like 16 nanometer ships, which is very much already at the edge of the technology. So we have, we have seen all this process from improvement from generation to generation, um, and everyone is looking to get the best possible hardware uh, to compete for, for, for Bitcoin. Um, and this is something we can slowly also see with um, some of the other cryptocurrencies. So for example, for Script, a script was mined with initially only with uh, GPUs, um, but there is now also since a few years, a script um, uses ASICs. And okay. uh, for X11, it's the same thing, also GPU and now ASICs. And then they are trying to improve the ASICs from generation to generation. So, okay, so what, all right, so I would guess as the trade-off, Bitcoin mining requires the most computing power because uh, it has yeah. the highest, you know, total hash rate, but the price is the highest. And then let's say Zcash, right. the hash rate is a lot lower, but the price is a lot lower. So do you see that yeah, they kind of equal out in the rewards, or is it, or is there a big difference between uh, cryptos? That's 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 a very good question. Um, so well, one thing I have to point out is the algorithms um, themselves are different. So you cannot compare one hash of SHA. Um, to uh -huh. one hash of equihash because the algorithm or of script because the algorithm is so different um, like let, let's assume for example um, and this is just a fictional example I don't know the, the exact numbers but let's assume uh, CPU can do 1 million um, SHA um, hashes per second um, mm. the same CPU might only do be able to do like five script hashes per second, or I, I don't know what the exact number is, but due to the nature of the algorithm, um, it, it's very different anyway. So SHA is a very simple algorithm, um, while, for example, script is a very complex one, which was specifically designed to be not um, solved too easily. Now for your question, if this equals out over time, um, you can certainly observe this within one family. Um, so, for example, all algorithms which can be mined with the GPU efficiently, um, among them is Ethereum, Ethereum Classic, Zcash. All of these algorithms can be mined uh, with the GPU. And as soon as there is a huge opportunity and you can earn more money, let's say, by mining Zcash instead of Ethereum, then people mm -hmm. will switch over. 
And this is what our company, of course, is also um, allowing. So we have some um, auto mining, which allows you to switch over to the more profitable coin and to mine these coins. Really? Does it yeah. do the and switching then, for you? Or is you yes, have to yes. manually do yes, it? You, you, no, 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 no. You you don't have to do that. There is some. It it will then do the payout normally in BTC. So you can say, okay, actually, um, I'm I'm not interested in let's say uh, Ethereum per se or in in X11. Um, I'm only interested in Bitcoin. But please mine the most profitable X11 coin for me with my X11 hash rate and then convert it to Bitcoin at an exchange for me and just pay me the BTC. That's something oh. which is called a multi-pool. And um, this is a feature which we also offer and which is implemented already in our infrastructure. I hope you guys are charging extra for this because this is great stuff. I mean, I don't know, yes, I don't know yes, any mining company doing this. You know? It is it is a great feature, yeah, and uh, we, we see this sometimes because there are opportunities sometimes because the market is not always perfectly working, and sometimes, for example, you can say, okay, I, I am now my X11, and actually I'm not even interested in X11 coins, I'm just interested in Bitcoin, but the profitability is so much better. And um, when we started with, with building up our company and actually um, kind of playing around with, with the first mining rigs in our homes, we discovered that script mining was profitable. And it was so profitable that buying the GPU and running the rigs would break you even in like two months on script. Wow. So you were just mining Litecoins. And if you were not interested in Litecoins, you could immediately sell the Litecoins for Bitcoin or for US dollar and could make quickly a return. Um, but, but these times, these times like that, you can make a return in like two months. They are long, long over, and right. the whole industry has transformed. Uh, that, that's a major point, because um, the, there was time also in Bitcoin when you could make a profit very, very quickly. Um, but the whole industry has transformed. It's more like a little bit like a heavy industry these days, and um, it, the, everyone works kind of as a, as a, at a very efficient level. So the time it takes to make a return on your investment is now more like one and a half years. Oh, really? Okay. So the, the average rate of return is what if you annualize it? It, it very much depends on the algorithm. Um, but let's say for, for Bitcoin mining, it's now more like a year, one and a half years. And hmm. for Bitcoin, it tends to get... I mean, there was a time where Bitcoin mining was kind of profitable on the time frame like on on 60 to 90 days on the other hand at this point in time the hash rate was literally exploding yeah, you can still see it in the in the charts yeah, there was a time where you were kind of everyone was just um, buying machines and immediately plugging them in and two months later he could um, destroy all these machines because they were not efficient anymore and plug in new machines so that was a really really crazy time I have a question, you know, it's my ignorance, but um, when someone wants to work with, with Genesis, they go, they log on, they create an account. What do they buy? Are they buying a hash rate or what are they, like what are some of yes, the parameters yes. they specify? What exactly, do they buy? Exactly, as you said, yes, yes. So actually what, what, what people buy is kind of a leasing contract for the hardware. 
So they get access to our hardware. It can be GPUs, it can be ASICs for X11 or ASICs um, for, for SHA, for Bitcoin mining. And they can use this hardware um, for a certain amount of time or as long as it is profitable. Yeah, this is kind of the, the two options. Option one is um, you, you buy the contract, you buy the right to use the hardware plus the electricity in a one-year or two-year package. That's the option you have. Or what we offer in Bitcoin mining, because it's very difficult to predict, um, is um, you start mining as long as it is profitable. So you earn coins, and from the coins, the electricity price is deducted. So, so how much do you need to start with initially for, um, you know, for the various coins to mine the Bitcoin and the other ones? Um, because we can we can break it down because you can kind of get a share of a miner. Yeah. So it's. Um, um, well, let's make it simple. Let's, with, let's say yeah, I want to take start up with like a 20, whole miner. dollars. Okay. Yeah, you you don't have to buy a because a whole machine costs uh, thousands of dollars. Yeah, so not everyone wants to buy a whole machine. Yeah, in particular, Bitcoin mining is extremely expensive, and the whole setup and so on. Um, so you can just buy a share of the miner, and um, the the lowest offer starts normally with like twenty dollars. Okay, so let's say I put in twenty dollars, I get a share of a miner. I'm buying yeah. a certain hash rate. Okay, and then exactly, do I have to? Okay, so each month, do I have to put in more money to sustain it, or does the money that it throws off uh, enough to sustain it? That's that's how it works exactly. So um, let's say you spend thirty dollars and you buy two hundred gigahashes of uh, Bitcoin mining. This is the smallest available package. Um, mm -hmm. Then you have um, two hundred gigahash, and then every day is calculated. Okay. Um, what is your share? You know, every day 1,800 bitcoins are generated plus transaction fees. Um, so the, the fees that come in each block with all the transactions. And this is right. the transaction fees is now, uh, let's say it, it becomes more and more valuable. So um, let's say every, every month around 1,900 bitcoins are earned, every day 1,900 bitcoins are earned by miners. Um, and with a certain hash rate, like 200 giga hashes, you get a certain share of this pot. And this is calculated, what is your share in this overall pot? Um, and then from these um, bitcoins that you earn is deducted the electricity cost. And the remaining part is paid to you. If the payment is way too small, because um, the, let's say it's just a couple of cents or so, um, mm -hmm. then the payment is kept in your account. For you, it's not lost. It's kind of accumulates in your account up to the point where the payment is big enough and then sent out to you. So, but what about your will um, always you, accumulate? Yeah, they accumulate. But what about your monthly fees? How much, for instance, in Bitcoin would someone have to buy in hash rate so the account is self-sustaining, meaning the fees that you know accumulate the electricity and everything each month don't exceed the amount that you're getting in additional Bitcoin, um, approximately. At the, at the moment, and I mean, every time you buy a contract, you, you can be sure that this contract is self-sustaining. Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, let's say you earn like uh, $10 yeah, on, on Bitcoins, mm -hmm. and the electricity fee is like $3. Yeah, 
then the remaining part, $7 in Bitcoins, is paid to you. Of course, over time, things are going to change depending on, mainly on two factors. The one thing that you correctly already mentioned is the overall hash rate. So mm. if the overall hash rate increases, your share in the overall pot will get lower. On the other hand, and that's a major driving factor we have seen recently, if the Bitcoin price increase, um, then the share of Bitcoin that is, has to be deducted is lower. So to give a simple example, let's say um, you're a really big miner, you earn one Bitcoin every day, right? Um, yeah. And let's say uh, with the Bitcoin price of um, $500, um, let's say 0.4 Bitcoins have to be paid in electricity. So you would get every day 0.6 Bitcoins. Now let's assume the Bitcoin price increases by a factor of two. It's, a, um, it's just an example, but we have seen a huge price increase recently, so it's uh, not that fictional actually. So um, because the Bitcoin price now increased by a factor of two, the electricity costs are fixed in US dollar. That means that the amount of Bitcoins you have to pay every day to pay the electricity bill is not 0.4 anymore, but 0.2. So that means if the Bitcoin price increases by a huge amount, that the amount of Bitcoin that you keep is much higher. So it's not um, one Bitcoin minus 0.4, it's then one Bitcoin minus 0.2, which means like you get a payout of 0.8 Bitcoin. Okay. Do you guys offer price breaks if um, someone reserves a full miner instead of a piece of one, or is there a certain dollar threshold limit whereby um, you'll get a better payout? Um, there, is, there is, let's say, some, um, some discount if you buy larger amounts. Yeah, of course, the, the whole management for, for smaller uh, clients is uh, a bit more cost-intensive. So um, if you buy a huge amount, you get a discount. And this is also shown on our, on our website. Okay, so you do get a, right, you get a discount. Yeah. Um, any opportunities to, um, you know, like vanity stuff, to, you know, to own one piece of equipment and put your name on it and stuff like that? You know the the prestige of like owning your own machine. Do you guys have that? Uh, and you charge extra for it? No, 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 no. Something like this. We 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 once thought about um, giving giving people the opportunity to um, let's say if the mining equipment is not profitable anymore. Yeah, this is mm. this point. At, at some point in time, you know. Um, uh, um, the, the, the mining will, will not be profitable anymore. Um, so at, at this point in time, we switch, we turn the miner off and potentially, we, yeah, we, we, we have to think about what to do with the miner. Um, we, we, we thought about offering this as a possibility for, for clients to get this miner ship, but we figured out there is, I mean, who, who is interested really in mining equipment that is not efficient enough to compete anymore and pay the shipping cost from one of right, our mining yeah. facilities, like from, from Iceland around the whole world. That's, that's a huge, I mean, if, if there was someone really interested in this kind of paying for the shipment, we, we can certainly think about it. But um, so far, not many people are interested in this kind of uh, souvenir. And, and these machines are big and heavy. So it's, it's not like mm. you, you yeah, it's not a small package. 
Um, so we, we figured out. But but the idea, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it would be nice to have your own miner with your own signature kind of on it, your own branding yeah. on it, and and having um, a video footage to that. But uh, we we do not offer that, and and I do know no one in the industry who can who can offer something like that. Well, you guys are offering a lot of stuff no one offers anyway, so maybe it's uh, it's not so much of a stretch. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, well, let's talk other questions. So where are your mines located? You said Iceland, and where are they? Yeah, we have we have several facilities around the world. Um, two of them are in Europe. Um, one of our biggest facilities is in uh, Iceland. Um, but, but there are other facilities that we run um, in North America, in Asia, and even in South America. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's going to change, but... Um, Right now, in particular for GPU mining, Iceland is one of our major locations. What, what do you think about, I mean, I don't know how true this is, but how much of mining of Bitcoin is concentrated in China, and how does that affect your operations? Do you see that as a threat, um, and what do you think is going to happen? Uh, there, there is certainly a lot of hash rate um, in China. You're, you're absolutely right about that. Some of the biggest mining manufacturers are also located in, in China. So, um, and, and they have in, in some way, of course, an advantage in China because labor costs are, are cheap. Um, but we do not see this as a threat. There is um, several locations around the world which uh, offer, let's say, similar conditions like in China. And... Um, in, in our case, for example, or let's say in, in Iceland, uh, labor is not as cheap as in China, but our whole software infrastructure is very, very efficient so that we don't need a huge workforce to keep our mining farm up. So we have developed on our own um, a program which is called Genesis Hive. There's also a website for that, which is a fully automated monitoring and uh, system for, for mining farms. So you, you're basically just plugging the machine. Genesis Hive will automatically detect what kind of machine it is, will configure it to the optimal settings, and will keep it on its watch list all the time, will monitor its temperature. And uh, if something goes wrong, it will try to reset the machine. If this does not work, it will try to really reboot the machine. And if this does not work, it will call in someone from the maintenance team to have a specific look at this machine and um, to repair the machine. And compare this well, to sure. China, because um, you have to imagine, it's not like turning on a, a normal computer and the computer will just kind of work for years without problems. Um, this, this mining equipment is very, let's say, fragile in some, some ways, so it easily breaks, it crashes often, and so on. So you really need to know what you are doing, otherwise you will experience huge downtimes, and that's something we, we want to avoid, so we want to be right. as close as possible to an uptime of uh, 100%. And the alternative option is to just hire dozens of people that run around in the mining farms and press the buttons from time to time. And in our mm. cases, we have an automatic system for that, um, which automatically detects if something goes wrong and only calls a human in if there is a need for that. So the farms just look like a room full of computers bleeping and this probably fans or a cooling system. And it's probably pretty boring looking, I would guess, right? 
Um, actually, it's quite fascinating. Yeah, I've been recently to to the farm in, in uh, Iceland again, and I mean, it's it's a huge huge warehouse or huge huge warehouses full of equipment, and you hear the the, the fans and the the sound of the machines from everywhere. Um, depending on what time of machine it is, it can be really really loud, and then you have the 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 fans um, from the roof to get rid of the heat because. Um, you, you can imagine like thousands and tens of thousands of machines, how much heat they produce. So you have to get rid of the heat also. And this is also um, something which you need to take care of um, in an efficient way, namely the cooling of the machines. And that's also where, for example, Iceland has a advantage over many other locations. Um, I, I must say, um, every time I'm there, uh, I'm, I'm completely... Um, stunned or, by, or excited by, by seeing all this equipment, which is actually just there to keep the cryptocurrency world smoothly running and protected against all sorts of attacks. And that's, that feels good. Yeah, interesting. Um, I don't know how much you know about your customers, but what kind of people tend to do this mining? Why not just buy the cryptocurrencies themselves? Like, what do you think motivates people to want to mine instead of buy? Yeah, that's a very good question. And of course, um, there is always um, two options. Number one, as you correctly said, is um, you just buy the cryptocurrency itself. The second option is you are mining them. Um, on, on the one hand, um, mining is an interesting process for, it, for itself. Yeah, it's kind of exciting to mine your own coins. Um, the other thing is, um, it, it can be an, um, from an economic point of view, it can be an advantage to mine it. Um, if everyone would just um, buy the coins, then almost no one would be mining, and um, there would be an opportunity in mining. If everyone would be mining, then way too much, way too many people would mine and would not be efficient to mine coins. So there is certainly some sort of equilibrium. Um, and sometimes it's better to buy the coins. Sometimes it's better to to mine um, to mine the coins. It very much depends on the on the scenario with respect to the hash rate and to the to the pricing level. Um, generally, mining I would say is a bit more risky because you do not. I mean, if you're buying the coins, you exactly kind of know how many coins you will get for your money. If you're mining, you have no idea how much it will be. So yeah. there is certainly a higher risk attached to mining. On the other hand, we know from financial markets that higher risk also is associated with a higher reward. Otherwise, right. people wouldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, do I want to have, have a, compensation for, for the higher risk. Okay. Do you have a, um, a you know, in, in stocks they call it like a dividend reinvestment program, but here's what, it, what my question is. Let's say I, you know, I run a miner through you guys, and I generate, uh, you know, a hundredth of a bitcoin a month. Can I redeploy that bitcoin automatically to buy more hash rate? So, like, as my account earns bitcoin or other cryptos, can I redeploy that automatically to keep reinvesting my quote-unquote dividend and grow my hash rate that I buy from you? Yeah, that that's that's a great idea. Uh, we, we have thought about this, um, this, this kind of reinvestment option. Um, to do it in the right way is 
um, actually a little bit difficult, but um, let's say we have it on our on, on our um, uh, of our future future plans or on our future plans. Um, right now, Genesis Mining is created in a way that payouts happen daily. Yeah, except for if the payout amount is really small, but right. as a security measure for both sides, for the for the client and for us, we. In, in the beginning, when, when we started Genesis Mining, um, and it was a really small operation, and you know, all the, all the time someone get hacked and so on, we wanted to minimize the risk for the client and for us. So the, the fewer coins we have in our wallets, um, the less coins can be stolen. Now we develop over three years more and more experience. We have kind of seen on a daily basis attacks on us and people trying to steal our wallets and, on, on the really? coins. Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. It, it's really more or less from Shame. day one. We had attacks on our website and people trying right. to hack into our system and so on. So in these three years, we learned a lot, really a lot, hmm. and now feel much more comfortable. So um, as I said, so far, clients got the payout immediately, so daily payout. So that was good for the client. He had the coins and uh, good for us because we uh, we were kind of more secure, and we couldn't we couldn't lose more than a, a day of of uh, payouts in in a worst right. case, and that's something we can we can easily, of course, compensate for in case it would have happened. Um, but but now uh, we are working on a next generation framework, um, which will also allow the clients to accumulate the coins in his wallet, and then if the coins are um, in the in the platform, you still will have the option to get the payout as before, but now kind of that that you kind of accumulate coins, um, this kind of reinvestment option would be far easier to manage. So that's uh, something we have on our to-do list for the future. Yeah, because you get a serious compounding effect. I mean, like for instance, yeah, you know, let's say I absolutely. mined with you, I can mine with you and pre-agree. You know, I, I'm giving up my daily payout, and once a week or once a month, you take that aggregated amount and you redeploy it for more mining. You know, that would really, like, yes. that would be awesome because you'd, yes. you'd see a serious yes, compounding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, we're interesting. Yeah, we are going to offer that in the future. That's great. Yeah, you guys are really innovative. I love what you're doing. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Yeah, we we also love what we are doing. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like super exciting, and uh, for three years, it, not a single day it got boring, and um, it's it's unbelievable um, that all the technical challenges, the different coins, uh, GPUs, the ASICs, uh, the things that developed so fast, building up new warehouses, um, mm. buying new transformators. I mean, it's it's, it's a lot of components, right? Um, the logistical yeah. part, the uh, legal part. The, the buying the right mining equipment, getting the right mining equipment, the right amount at the right place at the right point in time. Yeah, um, so try try buying 20,000 GPUs in the market and you will see it's not that easy. I'm um, sure, yeah. And, yeah you, you don't want to buy kind of um, 50 different models of, of GPUs because uh, that, that is also a nightmare. So you would kind of like to have like just one or two special types where you have measured over time that these are the best performing GPUs for mining and so on. Yeah, and then there is, uh, for example, Zcash, completely new algorithm. Um, our software team had to um, develop the algorithm uh, on the GPU on its own. 
so that mm. we really can start Zcash mining from day one. So our clients were able to mine Zcash from day one, and uh, that that was very, very difficult to pull off. Well, I just have a couple more questions. Um, sure. Do you guys use Tether? You know, let's say um, you said you settle out in, in Bitcoin. Yeah. What about if people want protection from fluctuates, fluctuations in the market? Could you offer to settle them out in Bitcoin and then it goes to Tether, which is pegged to the dollar, supposedly, for instance, Correct. to keep Correct. them, yeah. quote-unquote, from the volatility? In, in this, um, your su su suggestion absolutely makes sense. In this version of Genesis Mining, it's not possible. As I uh, mentioned before, we are working on a next-generation framework where the um, wallet will be kind of part of the infrastructure. So the client is able to, to keep the coins and will also be able to change the coins from one type to the other. And then there will also probably be an option um, to integrate with Tether or US dollar to hedge, as you correctly said, um, against fluctuations of the cryptocurrency prices. Okay. And you guys don't offer wallets for any of the cryptos that you mine, right? The, the user has to have their own wallets? Exactly. That's um, exactly how we did it. And, and um, it, it was a security um, measure mm. from the very beginning that we wanted to send the coins on a daily basis always to the client unless the amount is very small. Um, so that keeps the risk on our side and on the client's side uh, minimal. Yeah, I didn't realize so, but, but, you guys were a target for hackers, so it makes sense that you wouldn't want to keep the wallets because they absolutely. people would know. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Exactly. I mean, it didn't stop them. Um, I mean, there were more attractive targets, for example, the exchanges, which store a lot of coins. And we have all seen that uh, different exchanges, Mt. Gox being the, yeah. the most famous example, um, uh, Bitfinex and so on, um, we're, we're hacked. Yeah, so we wanted to be extra safe and extra careful, and we know that even in the unlikely case someone hacks our wallet, uh, we can compensate um, the, the, the daily loss in case it happens. But um, it's, it's better kind of to keep the amount smaller because then you, as you as you said, you are less likely to become an interested interesting target for for hackers. Okay, very good. I probably have a lot more questions, but uh, you know, you've answered them. It's been a great interview so far, and um, yeah, I think we'll yeah, we'll close have, out. Any anything you, have, you want uh, me to? Anything, um, yeah. yeah, anything else you want me to ask that I missed that you want that you think is important for listeners to know? Um, I think we are we are fine. I very much enjoyed okay. it. So, um, but if you have questions, let me know, or at a later point in time, happy to answer more questions. Yeah, and the last thing I'll ask is, all right, so for people interested in um, mining with you guys, what's the best way for them to get started and learn more and possibly open up an account? So um, we, we, of course, as a, and that's, that, that's a very good question. Um, in, in, the, in the beginning when we started, the community was really small. And there were lots of people that could do mining on for them for themselves, but let's say um, the electricity price at your at, at the place where you live is too high to do mining, or your partner is not very happy if they have a loud miner which produces a lot of heat in their in their home. Right? Um, right. We we know that from for many for many of our clients they said, okay, I wanted to mine 
But my wife, for example, she wasn't happy about having an ASIC miner uh, with all the noise <laughs> of the heat at home. So they, they were really happy to continue mining in a um, in, in, in a in a quieter way. Um, right. Um, so sorry. Uh, what was the question again? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I just wanted to give listeners a chance. How do they open up an account ah, with you, uh, yeah. or at least yeah, find out I, more? What you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, what I wanted to say is that. Um, in the beginning, the, the people knew a lot about cryptocurrencies. Uh, the community was so small, um, you, you really had to know what you're doing. And um, so our, our web page was really simple. But now kind of more and more people come into mining and they are fascinated by mining, but mm. they understand less. I mean, they, they are not the, the two technical guys. So they, they have a, just a very rough understanding. Um, so we are trying step-by-step step to simplify things and also to give better explanations. So we have a long FAQ. We have a very, very good customer support. But actually, it's quite easy. You, you go to the website. Um, you just need to provide an email address. could be any email address. doesn't matter. And then you can start buying mine, mining contracts. Yeah, it, And it might be at this point that you're a little bit confused because you just want Bitcoin mining uh, and there is all these other options. Um, that, that, that's kind of a um, uh, it, it, it's difficult to kind of to please a more technical crowd that want to also do Zcash mining and Ethereum mining and so on and on the other hand someone who just know oh yeah there is this thing Bitcoin mining and I would like to try it out to get my first Bitcoins and I would like right. to invest a little bit uh, into Bitcoin mining um, it's, uh, you want to please both sides without making it too complicated for the for the newcomers and uh, without giving too little options for the expert yeah so that's that's kind of the um the, the thing we are trying to figure out how to do it in a in the best possible way and by the way yeah. another good good reason for mining just just to to conclude is um if um if you are if you are not so familiar with mining uh, or in, in general with cryptocurrencies, yeah, then, then going to an exchange to buy your Bitcoins can also be a huge obstacle, a huge um, difficulty because you see this bid and ask and you cannot buy with a credit card There is, yeah, because of the, the risk associated with credit cards. In Genesis Mining, it's relatively simple. You say, okay, I would like to do Bitcoin mining and you can buy with credit card. Yeah, so nice. the... The, the, the level um, or the threshold um, that is needed by the client is very low. You don't need to know about bid and ask and what the market is doing. You can just kind of pay the price with a credit card and start mining. Very good. Marco Krohn, CFO of Genesis Mining. Hey, it's been a great interview. I appreciate your time. Richard, thank you very much. It was a pleasure talking to you. Enjoy the mm-hmm. conference. And hope to speak to you. Hope to speak to you soon. <laughs> You've been listening to Almost Here, around the corner of future technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.